Hello everyone and welcome to episode 10 of The Potty Mullet, the fortnightly podcast series from the Victorian Fisheries Authority. I'm Luke McCredden and in this episode I'm joined by Dallas De Silva and Craig Ingram talking about the new Gippsland Lakes plan to safeguard the fisheries future. Well guys, welcome to The Potty Mullet. It's fantastic to have you on. It's been a challenging few months for the community and recreational fishers, but it is great to see everyone's efforts contribute to the overall pandemic response. And uh, I know the VFA has been very busy during the downtime to make sure that when the fishing is fully back up and running, it will be better than ever. And it's great to see new opportunities being delivered despite the challenges too. And, And one of those opportunities is what we're here today to chat about and that is the, the the new plan around safeguarding the future of the Gippsland Lakes fishery. And Craig, I guess a great place to start is getting a bit of an overview of what this plan is. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, the, the the plans are a recovery plan on the, the Gippsland Lakes, uh, one of uh, Victoria's most important fisheries. It's one of the largest uh, estuarine systems in the Southern Hemisphere. So it's a and historically it was a, a quite a spectacular fishery. Um, yeah, you know, and what we've seen over um, a number of decades is decline, a decline of uh, a number of key species. So, uh, as part of the you know, the government's commitment to restore the Gippsland Lakes um, and, and the rec- recreational fishery, um, you know, commercial netting's been removed. But um, you know, we've uh, the, the VFA's uh, developed this uh, uh, the uh, the, rec- the recovery plan, um, which is put out as a draft for comment, and it's got. A number of key components about, but it's all designed to, to rebuild those key fishing uh, stocks and uh, and you know return that fishery back to uh, you know part of its former glory. And you know, someone who grew up in Gippsland, you know, you, know, you only had to uh, you know drive uh, along the Gippsland Lakes rivers and see you know, how many people you know would uh, visit that area and be lining the rivers to, to catch the amazing. Uh, uh, brim, you know, large brim that uh, you know were, were very, very common there. Now that's been you know, declining for a fair while. So this is part of you know building those, uh, rebuilding those key stocks. Uh, so one of the important things uh, as part of the plan as well is uh, uh, we've included uh, the Gunai Kurnai people as part of uh, um, our, our steering committee and providing advice on on the plan. Um, you know, and we're really uh, you know thankful. For um, for their involvement in it, and, and you know the 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 Gippsland Lakes are incredibly important to uh, to the Gunnar Kurnai people. You know, it's had a large population of uh, um, you know, and, and a long occupation around the Gippsland Lakes. So, you know, where we like to live, you know, the, the uh, um, uh, traditional owners also like to live. So, we we'd like to thank them for their involvement uh, in. Um, in development and providing advice on the plan and uh, and, and making sure that they, uh, um, they're involved in the future. Yeah, we were really fortunate, Craig and I, to, to work with the, the steering committee that helped develop the plan. That was Michael Burgess from VRFish, David Kramer from the Future Fish Foundation and David Warren from the Recreational Fishing Alliance out in, in Gippsland. And also Graham Deer, who's the Chief Executive Officer of the East Gippsland Catchment Management Authority and also a VFA Board Director. So um, we had a great bit to help discuss what you know, we could do, um, what would work and you know, make sure that we've got a lot of good input into developing the plan, which is you know, now out for comment. Yeah, for sure. And the interesting, I suppose, 
um, you know, it's out now for public comment um, and something as simple as a survey monkey thing in the, in the technology we live in now is, is really giving people a chance to interact. And what's the, uh, what's the general feel around that? Is it, is it something people seem to be really excited about getting involved in and, and leaving some, some quality feedback on, on the topic? Yeah, look, the, uh, the survey monkey uh, is just part of it. You know, we're asking people to put submissions in, um, but we want to make sure that uh, anyone can provide comment on, you know, those key uh, components of the plan. Um, you know, we really, we really are genuinely seeking uh, feedback on, uh, you know, on recreational fishers' views on, uh, on the best way to, uh, to rebuild the, uh, this fishery. Obviously, one of the uh, the real focuses and talking points of recent times, guys, has been the around the you know the commercial netting, and and obviously with um, some banning going on recently, and and Dallas, I, I, is it fair to say it's all been done and it's all done and dusted and it's all uh, in the clear from that perspective now? Yeah, that's right. All of the the ten license holders um, exited the fishery and surrendered their license back in April this year. Um, there was a, a phased approach to that. It, was, it could have gone over two years, but all the licence holders decided to exit in year one and um, the 10 licence holders uh, received a total of or shared in a total of $8.8 million of compensation. So you know, really fair and reasonable compensation for the commercial fishers, um, which was really important for them uh, going forward to start the next chapter of their life. And uh, that's now been done. And you're talking about, you know, on average, roughly 180 to 200 tonnes of fish that was taken commercially out of the Gippsland Lakes. So um, that, that amount of fish is going to be left in the system you know, year after year after year now. Um, so that alone is, is a really big part of the recovery. Um, but as Craig mentioned, there's a bunch of other strategies Bill are, are needed to, um, yeah, to restore this fishery back to the mecca it once was yeah for sure and and you know i think it's a good point because i I suppose when we're talking about um you know safeguarding the future it's not just about stopping netting and then everything will burst back to life um overnight it's not as simple as that that you guys do a power of work and and in in all the other elements of it and one one in uh thing that jumps out to me is you're talking about um, fish habitat and installing some artificial reefs and things like that craig i mean that's straight away it's just it's such a, it brings such an improvement to any sort of fishery when that sort of thing happens. I'm keen to know how that works and how you go about tackling that. Yeah, look, uh, the, the decline of a lot of these fisheries, like, you know, uh, we've had a, an impact uh, from a range of uh, areas on, on our catchments and uh, our restaurant systems. So, you know, putting some of the, uh, you know, the, the habitat back, um, restoring, you know, the, not just the uh, streamside vegetation or the vegetation around the lakes, but this is also, you know, in water habitat, improving, you know, shellfish reefs and um, snag structures and things like that, um, you know, re- re- really rebuilding um, some of that uh, natural habitat that was in there, uh, and that uh, in, improves it. So, you know, look... By just removing the commercial netting, we potentially, uh, you know, that, that, as Della said, that, that puts a lot of fish back into the system. Um, but the combination of things, what we're aiming to do is fast-track the recovery. Um, so things like the uh, improving the habitat, uh, improving the water quality and stuff in the, in the lakes, which is, uh, you know, the catchment management authorities have been a great deal of work on that over the years. So, so some of this is in partnership with uh, uh, the CMOs. 
Um, but, you know, it's all put together. The aim is to rebuild the, the fish populations faster. Yeah, and with the habitat, and I suppose this will branch into other avenues too, but is there particular species that um, you're trying to encourage, to, you know, in terms of it to see growth again in particular, or is there one or two in particular, or is it just across the board? Yeah, look, uh, the recreational fishers, uh, you know, the high value of species in the Gippsland Lakes are, you know, fish like black brim, uh, dusky flathead, uh, King George whiting, uh, but there's there's a whole range of species there that are targeted by both the wreck fishes. But improving the habitat improves the you know the, all of the, the fish populations. Um, so one of the things we are doing there is really uh, we're targeting uh, those key recreational fish species and and uh, doing some some pilot uh, stocking projects that we're uh, we're involved in and uh, we're looking at uh, you know really you know fast tracking some of the recovery of those species and that's particularly uh, dusky flathead which. Uh, um, you know, while we've been bred in Australia, it's sort of right at the early stage of that. So, so we're looking at uh, uh, stocking both uh, dusky flathead and black brim over the next few years in this system. Um, and uh, you know, we're pretty excited about that. You know, we're sort of the uh, the the early stages of, uh, of stocking of these species in, in in Australia. So, so it'll be a bit of trial and error, but uh, we're really keen. The stocking um, side of things always fascinates me, and I, 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 you know, from talking to people like Steve Vidler, we've had on the podcast before, right through to, um, you know, talking now about you know black brim and, and dusky flathead. How, you know, what, what what's the process involved in that? It just seems like a, a, a really interesting, uh, interesting thing to do. And and as like you said, it, it might have been touched on in the past, but what's the sort of success rate that you've you've seen or what are you basing this this particular stocking program on well yeah uh, you know the victorian fish authority has a you know very um strong uh, commitment to uh um you know the fish stocking in a, in a range of um, uh, areas predominantly you know is uh, um yeah freshwater species um we have we have stocked uh, a number of fishing in gippsland like like a australian bass and estuary perch um, and as well as Mulloway as well in, in, in Lake Tyres. And, and what we know from, from our experience is, you know, you, you need to not just stock once, you know, you, you really need to do multiple stockings over a number of years. And, and what that does is it, it uh, finds a critical mass where you really do see um, you know, a major improvement in, in, in the stock. And what we're saying, I, I, a classic example, I think, is the uh, estuary perch in um, Lake Tyres, which is uh, you know the, the the nearest estuary system to, to uh, the Gippsland Lakes. You know we've been stocking that now for, for around ten years with estuary perch, and they're really starting to be a regular catch for you know in that system now. You know if you go back before we started stocking, they just you know people just weren't catching them. Um, so you know we we know that it works if we uh, uh, we get the the systems right. Um, so we're making sure we use local genetics. So we collect local broodfish and uh, um, and and breed them, um, and really we, we want to prove that um, those fish are coming through the uh, the catches of wreck fishes. That's the, the proof. So so we'll be doing some uh, monitoring uh, of the success of that uh, stocking regime, um, and uh, you know hopefully uh, we'll, you know, anglers will uh, see the uh, the benefits of it. With dusky flathead, they uh, they grow fairly fast. Um, they're one of the most popular recreational fish species. So, you know, everyone can, can catch a flathead, you know, whether you're using lures or, or bait. So, um, and they're really good eating. So, um, so fast growing, good eating and easy to catch. 
Um, that's why the uh, recreational fishers, uh, you know, really been asking us for a while to um, to you know, look at stocking uh, those fish for rec fishers. Yeah, and and just on that, before we move on, I, again, I'm keen um, just to even understand what is is the process you put them in as as you know small fish, or are you putting in some mature, more established sort of grown fish as well? No, there are existing populations in these systems. So, you know, basically what we do is we collect um, mature broodfish um, and we're, we're, you know, uh, fish produce large numbers of, of offspring, but they don't put a lot of energy into those, uh, those fish. So, and there's a large mortality uh, once they're stopped. What we're going to do is bypass those systems. So we, we raise them in a, in a, in a hatchery, uh, we, we uh, grow them on for that, uh, that vulnerable stage when everything eats them. Um, and and uh, you know we can stop you know large numbers of fish uh, uh, fairly efficiently. So you bypass that bit where a lot of those fish uh, won't make it uh, in the wild and uh, boost the population. Awesome, awesome, sounds great. Now I suppose part of that that and that does all sound fantastic. But I guess there's an element of it that's uh, and I know it's being looked at at the moment, Dallas. And you can give us a bit more info, especially around black brim and 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 that is like the catch limits i suppose and, and it's a talking point at the moment and it's an interesting one and it's always got um you know everyone's got opinions on on limits and all this sort of thing and it, it is a there is a lot to discuss around it and ultimately um what decisions are made um and 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 the research and effort you guys put into it is exactly what we're talking about yeah, to, yeah, to help the fishery moving forward that's right thanks luke um Part of the proposals in the recovery plan is to change the recreational bag limit of black brim uh, from 10 to 5 fish. So um, that's one of the proposals that's currently out there for comment. Um, we've had about 800 submissions already um, in about two weeks. So it just shows how much interest there is and how popular fishing in the Gippsland Lakes is. It's um, you know, Previous studies have shown that recreational fishing in Gippsland is worth $380 million to the Victorian economy. So it is a, it's a really popular pastime and it's, uh, you know, it provides a lot of jobs and investment and you know, um, support for local businesses and not just the tackle shops but the restaurants, the hotels, the petrol stations. You know, they all benefit from a thriving recreational fishery out in Gippsland. Um, so one of the proposals, as I said, is to look at a, a reduced recreational bag limit of five fish um, for the Gippsland Lakes and also putting out uh, a, a concept uh, of a slot limit, which is where you have a minimum size limit and also a maximum size limit. We have slot limits in place for Dusky Flathead already in, in Lake Tyres. Um, also Murray Kite is another fishery where we have a slot limit. So it provides this window where you can catch a fish and take it home for a feed. Um, if it's under the minimum size limit or over the maximum size limit, then it needs to be carefully returned to the water. And we've seen these slot limits uh, work really well with some of our species, particularly Murray Cod and, and Dusky Flathead at Lake Ties. So um, that's out there for comment. And what we're proposing is to maintain the, the minimum size limit at, at 28 centimetres. We know that brim spawn um, and are sexually mature well before 28 centimetres. Um, so the current minimum size limit is effective in you know, allowing that spawning. Um, but what we're proposing is a maximum size limit of 40 centimetres. So that window is between 28 and 40, um, where you could, you could catch a fish and, and retain it and take it home and enjoy it. 
um, any fish above 40 centimetres would need to be carefully returned to the water again. And you know, we really big fish uh, are prolific breeders as well and produce a lot of eggs, particularly the, you know, the females. So um, that's something that, that is out there for comment as part of the recovery plan. So the main idea behind that, Dallas, is it is it based around um, their spawning and their breeding, and in, in that those windows that you're talking about, or either side of, uh, are the important times. Yeah, it, it's trying to um, you know basically make sure that we've got a lot of big fish left in in the fishery, um, that sort of age or size composition of fish. Um, you've got fish coming through below the size limit in the window that can be caught, and they they'll, they'll grow through. But once they reach above that 40 centimetre size limit, they're then protected um, forever, basically. And, yeah, they'll continue to, um, to stay in the lake and, and produce lots of eggs and um, going forward. So that's the, the whole idea, to try and maintain that, that uh, really you know, part of the, the population that are really big fish. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's... It, you know, it's an important thing uh, for sure. So it'd be interesting to see the outcome of this. Now, speaking of it, while we're on it, I suppose um, maybe just give people a quick idea of how they can get involved and have and, and, and make comment and that sort of thing about what we're talking about today. Sure. The, the plan's open for comment until the 27th of October. And, um, you know, one of the great things that, that we saw when the commercial nets were bought back is that Recreational fishers through VOW Fish, through Future Fish Foundation, and also through the uh, Gippsland Recreational Fishing Alliance, um, came to us and said, well, it's great that the nets are gone, but we want to do more to recover the fishery. And so there's a strong push from the recreational sector for changes as well to complement what's happened with the commercial netting removal. Um, VOW Fish, for example, did a survey of, of recreational fishers a little while ago, about 800 fishes they, they surveyed and they got a lot of information through that survey, which we've considered as part of the process to develop the draft plan. Really fortunate, Craig and I, to work with a, a terrific working group or steering committee to help develop the plan. And um, you know, we had all the bases covered there. Having Graham Deere as the, the, you know, the CEO of the Catchment Management Authority meant we had you know, really good information when it comes to the the catchment management side of it and the habitat and the waterway management. Um, and then the, yeah, the representation from Future Fish Foundation, Vow Fish and, and uh, David Warren, as I said, was really helpful in us shaping this plan. Um, and it is out there for, for public comment until the, the 27th of October. Um, jump on our VFA website. You can see the plan there. You can download it. You can fill out the, the survey and um, have your say. Yeah, no, that's great. No, and what about, um, I suppose, moving forward from this, and, and, and Craig, we've spoken about the benefits of obviously the netting um, has ceased. We've spoken about benefits of stocking and the habitat. What sort of things are in place to follow up and, and just, I guess, you know, track how it's all going uh, as we roll on? Yeah, the, the Victorian Fish Authority's had uh, a fairly long-term um, monitoring of the uh, fish stocks in the Gippsland Lakes. We do uh, uh, juvenile uh, surveys, so we actually um, track the uh, uh, the recruitment of uh, of brim, uh, particularly in the in the Gippsland Lakes. Now that's going to be expanded uh, to ensure that we uh, also pick up you know, some of those other key target species like dusky flathead. But so it's really important to uh, you know that we 
we we will continue that that monitoring uh, and increase that monitoring to make sure that we understand um, how the recruitment's going. You know what how the how you know, if it's stocking that's driving some of that uh, uh, that improvement, but uh, you know, uh, you know, looking at a potential bag and size, and most of that's been modelled so that we uh, really uh, try and understand if we leave more fish in the system, you know, how soon you know you'll start seeing the benefits from that, and that's uh, so it's all part of a uh, you know a, a, a bigger package of of, of improving the numbers of fish in the system that are able to breed. Um, but we can pick that as uh, that ongoing uh, research that's done by the Victorian Fishery Authority in, in those recruitment surveys. So we also we, we also do, um, you know, like creel surveys and things like that. So um, uh, understanding how many fish uh, recreational fishermen are catching. Um, so that's, you know, that will continue to be part of the, uh, the monitoring of not only your catch rates, but also... Um, how the uh, um, you know fish are recruiting back into the system. Yeah, which is always good to see and interesting to to, to hear about. Um, Dallas, you mentioned about a steering committee in the lead up to this. Um, is this something that's going to be happen once this all is all finalised and things get happening? And there'll be that steering committee or or, or a version of uh, moving forward, looking at the ongoing um, implementation of all this. Absolutely, yeah, that's right. There's a, a steering committee uh, will be formed um, to continue to monitor progress with the plan as it's implemented, and uh, yeah, to make sure we get feedback as we go. And you know that um, part of the, the concept of the plan is to to learn by doing. So it's uh, it's got a, a bunch of actions in it, um, uh, which Craig's talked to as well. So you know we'll be looking at all of the actions, all the all the strategies that are part of the plan, and assessing how they go. Um, over the life of the yeah the plan, yeah, fantastic. Well, it sounds like there's been lots of help and um, people involved in 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 the planning and and getting to this point, Dallas. But obviously, long term, I know you guys are really keen to get the recreational anglers involved and, and get their assistance. Um, so there's plenty they can do. Yeah, there is. Um, you know, as part of the government's Target One Million plan to improve recreational fishing, the VFA has launched a um, a special app called Go Fish Vic, and it's a yeah, it's part of our digital revolution. It's you know on your smartphone you can download it, and it's a really valuable way of recreational fishers providing data on the fishery, and we can use that information to you know inform our management decisions. So um, you know, it's pitched at improving individuals' fishing success. You can you know, contribute recreational fishing catch and effort data. Uh, via the app, which we will collect, um, and it's hoped that these data or this data can be used in conjunction with our other data collection, creel surveys, and and other monitoring that we do down there. But it's um, it's been really popular, and and we're seeing these apps used in a lot of jurisdictions now around the world um, as a really powerful tool for recreational fishers to also yeah, contribute that that information that they know that's in their head in a structured way back to the fishery managers, back to the scientists that we can analyse that data and, um, and use it going forward. Very good. Well, it's an exciting time certainly for uh, the Gippsland Lakes area and um, Craig, no doubt I'll be hitting you up for some hotspots in the in the coming months, mate, because I need it. Um, but guys, Dallas, Craig, thanks so much for uh, being part of the Potty Mullet today and uh, look forward to getting some updates as we move forward with this. Good one. Thank you, Luke.
subscribe to the Potty Mullet to get new episodes first and continue the conversation on the Potty Mullet Facebook group. You can also jump aboard the VFA Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages for all the latest fisheries news.